it's Tuesday. Welcome back. Welcome back, Mona. How how are you? I'm okay. I well, I'm I'm improving. Um, I have to admit, this has been a tough week. Yeah, it's been. Terrible. It's been a terrible week. So the combination of the events in Israel and the contemplation of a possible Jim Jordan Speaker of the House or no Speaker of the House in this great country. Uh, the combination has been bad, and I think I did react physically. I've had back spasms all week. I think it was stress-induced, where it was just like, ah, oh, can't move, so in so much pain. You know, why can't I just feel the psychic pain and not have to also feel physical pain on top of it? I don't know why that happens, but it does. This is really funny because I just had this conversation with my wife because we've had some veterinary issues and it's like one stressful moment after another, including the ones that you were describing. And it feels like it's like yeah. you're constantly on edge and you could feel it. And I was just saying, as soon as I'm done here, I'm going to go out for a, a walk on a you know cool morning because it is it is so intense. Yeah. You know, and I mean, I actually have a headache about this, mm-hmm. just even at the prospect of talking about it, because you know, part of the problem is the... Okay, whatever happens, and by the way, people will be smarter than we are right now because you'll know what happened in, in the House of Representatives, whether the normies caved in as I, they always do. They always do. But the notion of Jim Jordan as the speaker, the problem with, with Jim Jordan is not just that he's extreme, that he's a cool plotter. He's dumb. Oh, so This is a dumb. stupid man who, know. you know, is, is about to be, you know, third in line to the, the presidency. And yet, if you or I showed up in the House Republican Conference and we're looking around at all the Republican congressmen, who, all, by the way, all know that this guy's a legislative terrorist, he's a bomb thrower, he's somebody you cannot trust, somebody who is, who mm-hmm. is on a personal mm-hmm. and a political and intellectual level thoroughly deplorable, and you said to them, you know, ladies and gentlemen, electing him is bad for America, it's bad for the country, they would look at us like we're aliens. Because clearly that's not the calculation anymore, right? What's good for the country? How naive are you? What are you, children? Because, I mean, yeah, maybe this whole bad for the country thing is, but I don't want to get a mean tweet from Donald Trump and have Sean Hannity dump all over me. So this is the thing that we are amazed happened so fast in the Republican Party is that a great American political party became so reduced to clownishness, absurdity, You know, we knew that Trump was like that, but we didn't realize how quickly the other clowns would rise up and also begin to dominate the party. And they would drive out anybody who has an ounce of integrity or a larger vision of what it means to be a leader in this country. Romney's leaving, Cheney's out, long list. And I guess the reactions, maybe you talked about this this week. I lost track of the different things I've listened to, but you know, the stark difference between the way the Republican former president reacted to the news in Israel and the way Biden reacted. Biden has a big ego, like all politicians, but there are moments when, you know, you recognize that something is not about you that is vastly bigger than you. I thought Biden's speech was just, I don't know if we talked about it last week, but I don't think so. But it was just so moving and so real that, you know, he he was angry. He was horrified at something. Trump doesn't even have the vocabulary to be angry or horrified about things that happen to other people. Only when it happens to him personally. He is a sociopath. And Jim Jordan is 
like a tiny little, you know, Trump mini me. And the Republicans have become dominated by those people. Sean Hannity is the one who is making these threatening phone calls or, you know, kind of mafia phone calls to members saying, we've heard you may not be supporting Jim Jordan. Could you explain yourself? Wow. Let's go back in time to January 7th, 2021. Okay, it was the day after the attack on the Capitol. And Republicans had two, two paths to take, two destinies, right? Two choices. You know, who would have guessed that they would choose Jim Jordan and reject Liz Cheney? That, that Liz Cheney would be cast into elder exile and Jim Jordan, this clownish, buffoonish co-conspirator who would later defy a, a subpoena, that he would be the future of the Republican Party and that virtually every member of the Republican Congress would line up behind him and that Liz Cheney would be out giving speeches on university campuses. I mean, you know, th- this, this was such a stark choice to be made. But even as cynical as you and I are, if we would have been told on January 7th where we'd be today, we would have found it utterly incomprehensible. Yeah. Reminds me of that old line, you know, no matter how cynical I get, I just can't keep up. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) That's really good. Yeah. Yeah, Uh, The moderates, you know, the people who, I guess maybe if you're a moderate, it means that you're moderate in temperament as well as in politics. Although that may not be true. I mean, a lot of the people who are who are resisting Jim Jordan are doing so because they come from democratic leaning or mixed districts. But, you know, you do wonder, like at a moment like this, you realize how important it is. It's always important, but right now it's in stark relief, how important it is for people who understand the importance of institutions, who understand the importance of maintaining certain standards. Why are they the least passionate and the most passionate people are the tear it all down, burn it all down crew. You know, we should be passionate about standing up for things, as passionate as they are about tearing them down. Right. I mean, all of the incentives now are basically the bigger the asshole you are, the more performative you are, the more power you're going to get. And the people who, uh, and I would probably think maybe 60% of the Republican conference knows exactly who Jim Jordan is, know that he's a performative asshole, and yet they don't have the courage of their own convictions. And and they don't feel passionate enough. Because it's like, why bother? Uh, because there'll be just so much hassle. And yes, it's, it's bad for America. Yes, terrible things will happen to America. But at least I don't have to worry about being primary. At least I don't have to worry about being dragged by Sean freaking Hannity. And this calculation, so if you and I, again, air, air dropped in and said, let's think about America. Let's think about the institutions, the constitutional order. Again, they would pat us on the head and they say, oh, that's just so naive. That's so last century. Yeah, exactly. But so can I just play for you something? Sure. This is the, something called the Congressional Integrity Project, which is a Democratic front group that has been dragging Jim Jordan and James Comer and, and everything. But you can tell they are really ready to go after Jim Jordan and to weaponize uh, his election as speaker against Democrats. Let's just play it. It runs about uh, 60 seconds. Right now, the leading contender to become speaker and second in line in the presidency is a co-founder of the far-right House Freedom Caucus, an election denier, MAGA extremist, who's arguably the member of Congress True. most involved in Donald Trump's attempted coup. Here is Jordan in Harrisburg, True. Pennsylvania, attending a Stop the Steal rally two days after election day. In the weeks and months after that, Jordan went on various right-wing media outlets where he attempted to sow distrust 
in the 2020 election and made baseless claims of election fraud. Jim Jordan knew more about what Donald Trump had planned for January 6th than any other member of the House of Representatives. But Jim Jordan was privy to nearly everything, if not everything, about and pertaining to January 6th. Jim Jordan can't be trusted with the Constitution. Anyone who endorses Jordan and any member who votes for him is affirmatively voting for a coup plotter, an election denier, and a foe of American democracy. Objectively true, Mona. It's objectively true. And look, I was just, you know, that before you played that clip, I was just going to say, Charlie, if you were a Democrat, how would you be looking at this? I mean, you cannot fault them, I guess, for thinking, all right, right, you know, if the Republican Party is in, you know, that old Napoleon quote, if your enemy is in the process of destroying right. himself, don't interfere. They are committing suicide, whatever the line is. So it will be, I think, a benefit to Democrats to have Jim Jordan be the face of the Republicans in the House and Donald Trump be the face of the party as the nominee. The scary part is that we are so divided that, you know, the smallest thing goes wrong and, you know, the monkeys with flamethrowers are elected. They have been elected. And they have. To listen to the rest of this episode of Just Between Us, become a Bulwark Plus member today. 